1: Welcome to the Sunday edition of Heritage Bible Radio, where this week we've been working our way through the seventh chapter of the book of Mark, verses 14 through 23. Well, Jesus has just humiliated the Pharisees, the hypocritical religious leaders of the day, who had again tried to discredit Jesus in front of the people, and as always, their attempt backfired. And now Jesus turned to the crowd and to his disciples to teach them another profound lesson, the questions on the table were these where does evil come from and what is it that defiles a man and makes him commit evil where does it come from well an old testament verse that i have committed to memory helps me remember this crucial truth it's jeremiah 17:9 the heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick who can understand it well god understands it even if it deceives us all you will ever need to commit every evil from the smallest to the greatest is always right there, not at your fingertips, but in your heart. In this conclusion to the message, Pastor Jim will give us some practical teachings from Scripture about our hearts. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, Heart Disease.
0: But this word is, uh, overlaps with several other words, soul, spirit, flesh, the evil part of you, Mind, will, and conscience. All of those words describe the non-physical part of you, and, they, and they're very much intermingled and overlap. But the broadest one of those terms is the word heart. You'll find it used 955 times in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, and only rarely does it refer to a physical organ inside your chest. Its general use is for the inner man, and it seems that heart is, if you will, the center of your being. Um, In an analogy that would have made no sense even 30 years ago, think of your heart when it comes to spiritual things as the CPU. It's the central processing unit. That's that part of your computer that makes everything else work. That's what your heart is. So, as it's used in the Bible, the heart is the seat of your intellectual life. It's the seat of your emotional life. We tend to emphasize that in our culture. It's part of it in Greek, not in Greek and Hebrew, not the whole thing. It's the seat of your volitional life where you make your decisions and your choices. It's the seat of your spiritual life. It's where you respond to God. And you can say that in both the Old and New Testaments, the heart is the control center of the person. From the heart flow the issues of life. So guard your heart, says Proverbs. Jesus connected the heart with sin of all kinds, and and, and there's the other side of the coin. Yes, there's sin in your heart, but look at the other side of this, Psalm 119 verses 111 and 112. David writes, I have inherited your testimonies forever, for they are the joy of my heart. So in your heart, you respond to the testimonies, the Word of God. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever, even to the end. So do you see it? What a crucial statement it is. Jesus says, do you not understand that whatever goes into the man from outside cannot defile him spiritually because it does not go into his heart but into his stomach and is eliminated. That's why legalism never works. Legalism deals with stuff on the outside, and no one can ever become spiritually mature from the outside in. It has to be the work of the Holy Spirit from the inside out. As the Spirit convicts of sin and righteousness and judgment, as the Spirit makes alive, as the Spirit grants repentance, as the Spirit calls a person to, to faith in, in Jesus Christ, as the Spirit draws a person to, to the Son so that He can come to the Father, what can't defile you is things that you touch or taste. Those things are not the issue. So it doesn't make sense to try to become spiritually mature by making up rules About external things. So, why legalism never works? Because it doesn't deal with the problem. What can't defile you is what's on the outside. So, number three, where the problem lies. I think you know where this is going. You need to fight the battle where it needs to be fought. Listen and heed to these crucial words of Jesus. The end of our text for today Matthew, or Mark, Mark, rather, chapter 7, verses 20 through 23. And he was saying, that which proceeds out of the man, that is what defiles the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murders, adulteries. All these things proceed from within and defile the man. The man. Go back and compare Matthew's list with Mark's list, and they're not the same, so obviously neither one of them included all of them, but they did both include a a grocery list of the ugliest things you can ever think of and ever do. Evil thoughts refers to any clever design to do evil. A while back, I had a breakfast meeting with someone, and when we were done and ready to leave, I had the the check with me, and I saw that the uh, line at the cash register was long, so I decided to be a good steward of my time, and I tucked the check into my pocket and stopped off in the restroom. On the way out, I was walking toward the door, and I had this thought, I could walk right out the door and almost certainly not get caught. Now, where would a preacher Get a wicked idea like that. Where would that come from? It came from my heart. Every despicable thing you've ever done, heard of, thought of, and not yet gotten around to, it's all in your heart. And it's all in mine, too. That's where, that's where murders come from. It's a cliche now, and you can start yourself a great big fight if you dare to post it online. Guns don't kill people, people kill people. That's true. It really is. You can't stop violence with laws, you can only stop it with revival. Fifty more laws against murder won't stop murder. More laws against theft won't stop thieves. Did you know it's already illegal to steal stuff? (laughs) How's it working? And in our society, we've just blatantly thrown in the towel on trying to make or enforce laws against things like fornication or adultery. Don't even talk about that. Same goes with the rest of the list. Deeds of coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. Those come from Matthew's side of it. These are the things which defile the man. Where do they come from? Your heart. So where's the problem? Your heart. So where do you fight the battle? Your heart. So what's the solution? A new heart. A, a new spirit. I will put my spirit within you. I, I will circumcise your heart of stone and give you a, a heart of flesh. Get rid of your heart, heart and give you a responsive heart. How silly is it to try what never works in society, making more and more laws, and think it's going to work when it comes to Spirituality. You'll never successfully deal with the evil that resides in your heart, that resides in your heart until you cry out to God and put your faith in him to save you by his grace alone through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ alone. That's the only true solution to your spiritual heart problem. My friend, let me put a word picture in your mind. I hope it'll help you. The next time you sin, would you realize you've just allowed a conception to take place? You've let the desire in your heart be united with the opportunity that floated your way. And so next time you sin, would you realize you are having a heart attack and would you treat it with the same urgency as if your physical heart was failing? It's that Important. You need to come to God not by keeping a bunch of rules and regulations. That won't get you there. Come to God on the only track that actually gets you there. That is confessing your sin, repenting, and calling on Jesus Christ to save you because He's the only one who can provide the only sacrifice that pays the appropriate penalty for your sin. It is God who grants repentance and faith to those who call on Him and who turn to Him. Stop trying to be good enough. You can't. You might be a whole lot better than me, but that won't be good enough. Stop deceiving yourself, like James says, to think that you are good enough, because you're not. Trust Christ. That's the solution to your spiritual heart disease. Oh, Father, we... uh, we open our hearts to You, (laughs) how silly to say that, our hearts are already an open book to You. Nothing is hidden from Your sight. So please, our Father, as we stand in Your grace, help us by Your grace, through Your wisdom, the instruction and the power and the authority of Your Word, the fellowship of Your Spirit that we share with each other. Sweep away those things that would keep us from serving you with a greater commitment. Have your way with us to use us for your glory. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program.